Hi, my name is Jackie and welcome to After the Last Page, a show where I read books of all genres, some trending and some not, and I'll give you my unbiased reviews. Let's get started. Today's episode of After the Last Page is about Circe, a book written by Madeline Miller, the author of The Song of Achilles. The paperback version of this book is 385 pages, and it is about Greek mythology and the Titan and Olympic gods. This is a reimagining of the Odyssey characters. Now, Circe has won multiple awards. It was rated Best Novel of the Year in 2018 by The Washington Post, Time, National Public Radio, Entertainment Weekly, and several more. It was also the winner of the Indies Choice Book Award, Adult Fiction Book of the Year, shortlisted for the Women's Prize for Fiction, winner of the Goodreads Choice Award for Best Fantasy, and a selection of the PBS NewsHour, New York Times Now, Read This Book Club. In the reimagining of characters from the Odyssey, Madeline Miller brings to life Circe, a goddess born to the titan god of the sun, Helios. From the minute of her birth, Circe is a disappointment to her father. She is the most unattractive of his children, powerless and disobedient. He finds her to have qualities of the mortal world and claims that she will amount to nothing. As Circe grows in her father's kingdom on the island of Colchis, she comes to realize that she is completely forgotten. No one pays attention to her, or what she does, so long as she doesn't offend anyone. Circe quickly learns to turn to the world of mortals for companionship where there are no rules or intimidation tactics. As Circe is thrown into relationships with mortals, she learns she does have powers after all, the power of witchcraft, where she can transform men into gods or swine. Threatened by her newfound power, Helios goes to Zeus, who decides to banish Circe to the island of Aea for eternity. Though men as punishment, Circe thrives on the island and hones her witchcraft while crossing paths with many famous mythological figures, such as Daedalus, Hermes, and Odysseus. Circe's story embodies danger, feminism, and the struggle to safely be an independent woman in a male-dominated world. Torn between the world she comes from and the mortal world she admires, Circe must make difficult decisions that will test her strength and the powers she has come to develop. Now I'm going to read to you a short excerpt from the book. This is starting on page five. At my birth, an aunt, I will spare you her name because my tale is full of ants, washed and wrapped me. Another tended to my mother, painting the red back on her lips, brushing her hair with ivory combs. A third went to the door to admit my father. A girl, my mother said to him, wrinkling her nose. But my father did not mind his daughters, who were sweet-tempered and golden as the first press of olives. Men and gods pay dearly for the chance to breed from their blood, and my father's treasury was said to rival that of the king of the gods himself. He placed his hand on my head in blessing. She will make a fair match, he said. How fair, my mother wanted to know. This might be consolation if I could be traded for something better. My father considered, fingering the wisps of my hair, examining my eyes and the cut of my cheeks. A prince, I think. A prince, my mother said. You do not mean a mortal. The revulsion was plain on her face. Once, when I was young, I asked what mortals looked like. 
My father said, You may say they are shaped like us, but only as the worm is shaped like the whale. My mother had been simpler, like savage bags of rotten flesh. Surely she will marry a son of Zeus, my mother insisted. She had already begun imagining herself at feasts upon Olympus, sitting at Queen Hera's right hand. No, her hair is streaked like a lynx, and her chin, there is a sharpness to it that is less than pleasing. My mother did not argue further. Like everyone, she knew the stories of Helios' temper when he was crossed. However gold he shines, do not forget his fire. She stood. Her belly was gone. Her waist re-knitted. Her cheeks fresh and virgin rosy. All her kind recover quickly, but she was faster still. One of the daughters of Oceanus, who shoot their babies like roe. Come, she said. Let us make a better one. Now, out of a five-star rating, I decided to give Circe four and a half stars. I really loved this book, but the reason for four and a half stars is because as I started reading this book in the very beginning, I seriously considered putting it down. Now, the first few chapters were a bit difficult to get through, especially to those of us who aren't familiar with the Titan gods. As someone who mostly has a knowledge of only the Olympians, I struggle to place the characters into the plot line. Yet, I kind of have a 50-page rule, which means if I still am reading it after 50 pages and I don't like it, then I can put it down. So I kept reading, and knowing the reviews of this book were that good, I'm glad that I did. Now, something interesting that Madeline Miller adds here at least in the back of my copy, is she has this nice cast of characters that really helps the reader, especially in the beginning. There's a good reason why Madeline Miller's Circe has drawn the attention of the Washington Post, the New York Times, The Guardian, among others. Winning numerous awards, this novel embodies something powerful beyond witchcraft, Circe's ability to transform herself. Now, Circe comes from a male-dominated world where she's constantly controlled and belittled. As she is given the space of her island, Aiea, away from the pressures of her family and Greek society, she has the ability to transform or conform into who she wants to be. Circe is seen as weak or stubborn for seeing the good in mortals and for not being as self-serving as her titan counterparts. In a world where gods and goddesses are selfish and only see what benefits them, Circe is open-minded, and she seeks for the best outcome in life, regardless of god or mortal. I think one of the things I loved most about her character was her undying determination. No matter how many years had gone by or what struggles she went through, Circe continued to persevere because she felt she had to be strong. She was left alone. She was let down by everyone in her life. And somehow she continued to keep going, not knowing what was in her future or if anything was in her future, for the sake of continuing on only, knowing that there was hope. I think there are a lot of really great discussion options for Cersei. There's a lot that happened in this book. And while I'll admit I have not read the Odyssey and I was not familiar with Circe's story before this, I do think that I really learned a lot from this book. 
is specifically about Cersei's character and how she chooses to handle these different temptations and the different things in her life that could cause punishment from the gods. Now, overall, um, Cersei is one of the strongest feminine characters that I've ever read about. You know, I thoroughly enjoyed her story. I found it to be inspiring and enlightening. No matter the hardships her family or the world puts her through, she just keeps going. She finds a way. A couple of notes about some things I enjoyed. Firstly, I love how Madeline Miller ends each chapter. There's something significant and powerful about the language she chooses as she ends a chapter in this novel. And I think the device really makes the reader not only want to continue reading, but it also alludes that Cersei is going to continue as well, no matter how difficult that particular chapter was to her story. Now, I'll give you an example here. I'm just going to flip through the book quick, and we're going to end... Um, let's see here. So this is page 189. It looks like it's the end of chapter 14, and the end of this particular chapter says, As it turns out, I did kill pigs that night after all. Now tell me that's not a good way to end a chapter. And this is one of the reasons why I finished this book so quickly. It was so easy to fall in love with Madeline Miller's language and how she writes. Now another aspect of this book I really enjoyed was Cersei's relationships with men. Each relationship she has is flawed, and she realizes that. While she wants to connect and fantasize about her life with each man that she falls for, she continues to support herself first. Now, I'm going to give a few examples of this here quick. Um, the first man that she really falls in love with in her story is Glaucos. I hope I'm saying that correctly. As I said, I am no master at Greek mythology. Um... I think Glaucus he poses a couple of problems, and the reasoning for that is that while he was mortal, he already had some flawed characteristics, putting it kindly. As, as Cersei really fell in love with him and she decided she wanted to spend more time with him and make him immortal, and this was also the defining moment for her witchcraft, you know, she goes through and... She really commits to this man, and she learns from that mistake as those flaws become more pertinent as Glaucos becomes a god. Everything that he once was was amplified, and she realizes that as she's hurt, and that begins the issue with Scylla, which we learn later on. I won't spoil that for you, but that's basically her first man that comes into her life besides her father and her brother. Now, with that being said, after her brother leaves and her father, you know, from birth has told her that she's not good enough, now she's been abandoned by the only man that she's loved that has not been a family member, obviously. She later will fall in love with Hermes, the god. Now, he's a messenger and he's able to visit her island and she decides that she will be with him because she's lonely and she wants some company. However, she very quickly realizes that he is not someone that she wants to fall in love with. And the reason being is that he is tricky and he's complicated. And in some ways, she is too. And I think that this relationship in particular really, it really teaches her a lot about 
herself and what she can learn. And I think this this particular relationship really, really amplifies her relationships later on in the book, which again, I won't get into because I don't want to spoil that for you. But I think that this particular characteristic to support herself first, you know, it's something that women and men would admire as it's it's difficult to take yourself out of a situation, especially knowing if you've grown attached to someone. You know, whether it be someone she falls in love with, like Glaucos, or a man in her family that she loves, like her brother, Cersei continues to put herself first, and she makes the best of every situation, no matter how it might affect her emotions. And I think that really is something that makes her strong and independent. You know, as I said, I'll admit, I've never read the Odyssey. Um, There were a lot of really fascinating things to learn from this retelling and Madeline Miller's version of Cersei. I truly loved a lot about this novel and the ending. The ending is absolute perfection. Again, I won't spoil that for you, but if you get the chance to read this one, I highly recommend it. Now, there were a few things that I'd like to know if you read this book. Now, something that I found very interesting about Cersei's character, as I said, were about the men that she has relationships with. Now, how do you think that Cersei's relationship with her father changes over the course of the book? Now, I think the their final conversation at the end of this book is very interesting as Cersei's growth and her transformation throughout the book becomes evident. Now, again, I won't spoil anything in this show since I'd like you guys to read it and respond, but if you get a chance, go ahead and log on to my blog, afterthelastpage.com, and there you'll be able to find the blog post and start a discussion. If you loved this review, you can purchase Circe by Madeline Miller through the link on my page to Amazon, or check out our blog and our last review, the Happy Ever After playlist. Thanks for listening to After the Last Page. My name is Jackie, and this is the show where I read books, some trending, some not, and give you my unbiased review. If you liked this episode, go ahead and like and follow our podcast and our blog at afterthelastpage.com. See you next week.